1: Getullo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Another great show for you tonight. A craft beer guests, actually guests that will be joining me this hour. And news and notes to get to, of course. And a little tour of the borough of Brooklyn. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, how can you follow me? It's easy on Twitter at Al Instagram at Getullo. That's G A T T U L L O. Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at com iTunes, and Google Play. Don't forget about those. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find the shows on those two platforms. Download and listen at your leisure. Now, my guest tonight on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Mike Roosevelt, Blake Crawford. They're from the Almentary Great Brewery located in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, I have not been there yet, but I have sampled a number of their brews over the years, and we have had the two gentlemen on the program, Wanted to get an update on what's going on with them. Lots of things going on in Hackensack. Lots of things going on in that corridor of New Jersey. And uh, wanted to find out uh, what was happening with the boys. That will happen a little bit later this hour uh, on the program. Um, But something interesting that's going to take place uh, later on. um, I took a trip with City Brew Tours about a week ago and um i wanted to it, i wanted you to experience what it was like for us going on that brew tour so what i did was record snippets of our journey to the different breweries that we went to and put them all together in kind of a montage and you'll get a chance to listen to it uh in just a little bit and um hopefully from listening to that, you will want to sign up for a City Brew Tour. If you use the promo code GATULO, that's G A you're going to get 10% off your tour uh, through June 30th. got to do it before the end of the month. Book your tour. Use the promo code GATULO, citybrewtours.com slash NYC, and you will get 10% off your tour. So you definitely want to check it out. It was a very cool trip. Uh, our executive producer and sales guy, Darren, uh, Join me as well on the, uh, on the little journey. We went to uh, Five Boroughs Brewing, Circa Brewing Pub, and um, Interboro uh, on the trip. Had a fantastic time. It was great. I, I'm, I, honestly, um, I know it was for me, and it was a media tour, and it was, it was for free. But if I had to pay, it is certainly worth the value. I'll leave it at that. Uh, So let's get into some news and notes here uh, on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. So this coming from Brewbound for the second consecutive year production at half of the craft beer industry's top 50 companies didn't grow, and that's according to new data released by the uh, trade group, the Brewers Association. Uh, They noted that 24 of the top 50 B.A. defined regional craft brewing companies. Those producing between 15,000 and 6 million barrels of beer annually either declined or remained flat in 2017. Vermont's Long Trail Brewing and Massachusetts headquartered Boston Beer Company, of course Samuel Adams, experienced the most notable declines last year. Long Trail production fell uh, 24% to 100,000 barrels. Boston Beer Company, uh, which also makes a variety of tea, cider, and hard seltzer products, saw its beer production dipped 14% to 2 million barrels. That's according, again, to the Brewers Association uh, and brought to us by BrewBound. Meanwhile, Louisiana's Abita Brewing, Minnesota's August Shell Brewing, and California's Green Flash Brewing each declined 10%. The Green Flash Brewing is not a surprise to me. Obviously, they were having problems and then ended up pulling back from a lot of states that they're in, so that that doesn't really shock me. Um, The other noteworthy companies that experienced declines last year, that included Sierra Nevada, down 8%. Deschutes Brewery, down 9% uh Rogales is down 7 full sale down 9% um about among the top 50 producers Cincinnati's Rungest Brewing uh produ- posted the uh the biggest growth uh up 53% Massachusetts Washoot Brewing um they had hired former Heineken uh, CMO Christian McMahon as its new president last June also grew 26% last year a few double digit growers included 3 Fro- uh, Floyds Brewing Surly Brewing, St. Arnold's Brewing, Dogfish Head up 18%, Stone Brewing up 15%, Trogues is up 14%, Revolution up 14% out of Chicago, and Bells up 10%, and Bells actually coming into New Jersey uh, shortly, actually, I, I believe it it is this weekend, they, they, they did say June. Uh, Firestone Walker, which is part of Duvel Morgant uh, USA, also grew 12%, according to the Brewers Association, and uh, Southern Tier, which together with Victory Brewing, makes up artisanal brewing ventures. Um, had a rebound year last year. Fourteen percent growth after production had dipped eleven percent uh, the prior year. So uh, you know some interesting stuff. And um, the the BA also counted production from those craft beer companies that are owned by larger entities, including Anheuser Busch, Miller Coors, and Constellation Brands. According to the trade group, uh, the only AB owned craft brewery to decline in 2017 was Goose Island. Sales for that brand dipped one percent. AB's fastest growing craft brand brand, excuse me, according to BA Estimates, uh, was Elysium Brewing, which saw production increase 111%. Wicked Weed also grew 82% in 2017. Uh, Miller Coors recently acquired craft brands. St. Archer, Hop Valley, Revolver Brewing, and Terrapin posted positive figures last year. Uh, Terrapin and Hop Valley grew 34%, St. Archer the most at 62%, and production at San Diego's Ballast Point Brewing, which was purchased by Constellation Brands for a billion dollars back in 2015. Amazing. Uh, declined 13% uh, according to the BA. So some interesting stuff uh, out of that. And, um, again, we're seeing some declines in the craft beer industry. I think we're starting to see that market correction where there was growth, growth, growth. And now we're seeing a couple of years where there isn't growth. So I think you're starting to see uh, some of that correction happening now. And I think those mid-level brewers are the ones that are going to be correcting themselves either producing less Going out of business or selling um, or just restructuring the way they uh, the way they do business. And we'll get to that in just a second. So it is it again. It's an it's an interesting time for craft beer right now. Is the public craft beer exhausted. I don't know. I don't think so. I think there's room. I think it's you have to figure out what that room is. Uh, Blue Point's uh, new brewery, now operational in Patchogue, they are not open yet to the public, but Blue Point's uh, new $35 million facility started brewing and packaging operations uh, last Monday, according to Newsday. Uh, Again, they are on the former Briarcliff College campus along the village's Main Street. Uh, It's a 53,000-square-foot brewery. It's going to serve as Anheuser-Busch InBev's own company's new headquarters, replacing their existing River Avenue location. So uh, there's still a little bit uh, of work to do before it will be open to the public. They're going to have a restaurant, green spaces, tasting room, merchandising, all kinds of stuff. Cannot wait to get out there for the opening. It is supposed to happen this month, uh, so need to get in touch with the folks from Blue Point and find out when that's going to happen because... I definitely want to be out there when that happens. Amagang and gang, uh, Game of Thrones releasing their second beer in the Royal Reserve Collection. Uh, this will roll out throughout this year. It is paying homage to Westeros' current queen, uh, Cersei Lannister. Uh, par- HBO has been partnering with Amagang for several years. So this one is the uh, Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. It's a blend of sour Belgian ale and Belgian blonde ales. It's a 6.7% ABV. Uh, so that will happen uh, sometime this month. And, of course... Game of Thrones not coming back until next year, but you can certainly enjoy the beer. In the meantime, Corona, apparently, gourmet candy company Sugarfina, listen to this, uh, they're known for champagne and rosé gummy bears. They are releasing a new limited edition set of flavors uh, for this summer alongside Corona. Apparently, they are, uh, Corona Light and Sugarfina's collaboration consists of, but first, Cerveza, a beer bottle-shaped gummy that tastes like the real deal, uh, and here for a good lime, a crisp lime flavored candy. I guess you can try that while you're drinking the beer. The boxes are available individually for eight dollars each, or in a bento box that includes a lime shaped bottle opener. And you can buy them on Sugarfina's website, in their stores, or at Nordstrom's uh, across the country. Interesting stuff. And then a buddy of mine um, uh, sent this to me, uh, Donnie uh, Don, uh, Donnie Bryce, who I have to I have to thank for this one. So apparently Saltwater Brewery, a craft microbrewery in Delray Beach, has developed rings that you put six-packs on, right? Now, usually they're plastic. They can't be broken down. You can't recycle them, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then you see that these six-pack rings are sitting in the ocean, and they're damaging marine life. So this Florida brewery came up with a solution. Saltwater Brewery came up with six-pack rings that can either biodegrade or serve as a snack for wildlife, the, apparently, after years of research and development, the rings are made of wheat and barley and are popping up in South Florida stores. So they developed the rings with a startup called E6PR. And these um, and, and obviously, plastic pollution, a big issue for the Gulf of Mexico. Um, they uh, had volunteers cleaning up the beach. They found more than 170 plastic six-pack rings, along with 4,000 pounds of other trash. But uh, according, to the, according to this brewery in, in Delray Beach... These six-pack rings will break down. They're biodegradable and they're made of wheat and barley, so the fish and the seabirds can actually snack on them. That is pretty cool. Talk about giving back to the community and helping the environment. Kudos to you, Saltwater Brewery. Nice job. That is very very cool. I- I'm, I'm honestly I'm impressed. I think more people should do this. I think be- maybe some breweries down the Jersey Shore, maybe in uh, Long Island, maybe they can look into this as well. As something that can hold the beers together. Because let's face it, you get the beer, you throw it in a bag, you're carrying it home. When you're done, what do you do with the plastic ring? You throw it out. They can't break down. This is a great way to be able to reuse maybe your wheat and barley and be able to to make these things so that they can break down and help the sea life out. I find that very, very cool. Now when we come back after a short break, my trip with City Brew Tours throughout the great borough of Brooklyn. And folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Agatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Darren
0: College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my
1: family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, to serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters down instead of fixed-wing aircraft.
0: To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. If you're tired of struggling with stubborn belly fat and unwanted weight, dieting and starving yourself, and if you're still unhappy when you look in the mirror, then Dr. Melinda Keller can help you you can lose 20 to 40 pounds in just 40 days, guaranteed. I know from personal experience, it worked for me. I know it sounds too good to be true. It's not. It's time to look and feel your best. Call Dr. Keller at the Brooklyn Wellness Center today, 718-234-6212. That's 718-234-6212, or visit them at weightlossbrooklyn.net.
2: 718 That's 718 238 And listen to Ask the Lawyer right here every Saturday evening at 6. Listen
0: to us anywhere. TuneIn.com. iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am97theanswer.com.
1: Back to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me on social media very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T T, U double dot Facebook.com slash AG email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. My guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Mike and Blake from the Almentary out of Hackensack, New Jersey, wanted to check in with the boys to see how things were going with this fun little brewery, and that will happen in about 10 minutes from now. In this segment, though, I wanted to give you a little audio tour of my adventure last week with City Brew Tours. Isaac Bell was our tour guide. We had a blast stopping at three different breweries in Brooklyn, and folks, for the price... You just can't beat it. Transportation, food, and beer is included. And don't worry if you're a vegan, gluten-free, etc. They can and will accommodate you in terms of the food. One of the great features, they have a cooler on the back of the van on a hitch. If you want to, at any of the breweries, you want to stop, you want to pick yourself up a six-pack of something, a crowler or a growler, you're more than welcome to fill it, and they will put it in the cooler and keep it cold for you. Uh, until we get until you get back uh, from the tour, and then you can take it home with you. It is awesome. And if you book your tour before June 30th, and you use the promo code GATULO, you're going to get 10% off your tour. They give you a great little lanyard with some facts and a postcard. Uh, they have a contest as well that's going on right now for uh, Instagram users. It is fantastic, all-inclusive. Isaac did a tremendous job. The whole, all the folks from City Brew Tour uh, did a fantastic job. So without further ado, let us head... To our first stop. So we're here on the Agatullo Craft Beercast. We're actually coming to you from Five Boroughs Brewing, and my sales guy, executive producer Darren Yellen, is here with us. So Darren, I got to ask you: uh, so far on the tour with City Brew Tours, uh, what do you like? I love the IPA, which was uh, the uh, the IPA was the Vickers Daydream. Uh, which was a hazy IPA, New England IPA, excellent stuff. What do you think of the tour so far?
3: Oh, you know what? These guys are City Brew are amazing. I learned more about beer in the le- other than listening to your show more more tonight than I've learned ever in my life.
1: See, now you know how to kiss butt like the best of them, but you don't have to give me the credit. Isaac is doing a great job. Isaac
3: is amazing. Really,
1: uh, you know, giving us a tour, giving us a history of beer uh, on the bus. And folks, if you ha- have not signed up for a City Brew tour. You really should take advantage of it. It's, you know, listen, it's a little bit pricey. It's about 115 bucks a person, but you're getting food included with it. You're also getting the beer at three different stops. The next stop we're heading to is Circa Brewing Company, and they're going to uh, we're going to have food there. We're going to have a beer pairing And then we're going to head over to Innerboro as well. So it's a lot of fun. We've got some uh, pugs here as well as they're walking around. This is, I'll tell you, Five Boroughs is doing a great job. They've not even been open a year yet. Unbelievable. And doing a really fantastic job uh, at putting the beer together. Interboro's been around for a little while, but I'm intrigued to find out our next stop, Circa Brewing. Uh, I heard a lot of good things about it. So we'll check that out, and we'll pick it up at Circa Brewing uh, when we get there in a little bit. So we're at stop number two uh, here on the Algotubo Craft Beer Cast on AM970 The Answer. And Isaac is giving a, a conversation, or actually answering questions uh, that Darren has, my uh, sales guy and executive producer of the program. Uh, Circa Brewing in Brooklyn, uh, they're a, a brew pub, open kitchen, open area where they make the beer, uh, a lot of pizzas. Uh, but two of the beers that we have right now, we have a Hepperweizen, a And uh, a nitro uh, that we're going to taste in a little bit as well. And uh, we're going to be pairing up uh, different foods with beer. So this should be interesting. Um, I'll tell you, we mentioned it uh, a little while ago, but I, I, I can't say this enough. Uh, Isaac is a great tour guide. If you want to check out City Brew Tours, you definitely want to get on board and sign up for a tour. It's, it's a, a four-hour tour. Um, it's a little bit pricey. It's $115, but you know what? For the $115, bucks, you are going to go to three different breweries. You're going to get food included as well as the beer. It is definitely worth the price of admission, and Isaac does a great job of uh, telling you, and discussing the ins and outs of beer, the history of beer, uh, what each place that where we go to, uh, what goes on in there as well. Uh, Circa Brewing, kind of an interesting place. Um, A a very open area, kind of an industrial mix of wood, ceilings, and brick, uh, cement. Uh, cement floors. It's just a, just a really interesting place. And uh, looking forward to trying the food in here uh, as well as the different beers. I've had a couple of sips of the Hefeweizen already, and I'll tell you, the bananas and cloves shine through on this. It is a fantastic Hefeweizen. It's definitely something that I could drink over and over again. Uh, so we're going to get to the food in a little bit, and then we're going to learn a little bit more about Circa Brewing, and we'll get back to you. And then our third stop, or the last stop on the tour, uh, is Innerborough. So uh, that'll be interesting to check that out. I've not had uh, a chance to stop over here So we'll check that out and then uh, we will come back to you. Back here on the Algatullo Craft Beer Cast on AM 97 okay, the Answer. So we're back in the yeah, uh, City Brew Tours van and, I and we're leaving Circa Brewing and we're heading over to right. Innerborough. The last stop on our All tour. So far it's funny. been fantastic. The food here at Circa is amazing, their pizzas are great. Uh, the french fries and um, the salad as well and paired up excellently with, with all of the beers that are here so we're going to head over to Interboro we're going to check out uh, the facility over there and sample a couple of beers and uh, we'll talk to you about that in uh, just a couple of minutes or actually uh, when I edit this segment and put it back on the radio here. but uh, Darren's having a good time Isaac is doing a great job uh, with the tour this is definitely worth uh, the money they have three different tours uh, the original tour The After Hours Tour and the Sip of New York City Tour. We're taking the After Hours Tour right now, and uh, it's a lot of fun. The um, Just the the ambiance, the information that you get uh, from here is fantastic, and you meet good people. Um, You know, when we started the tour, everybody was kind of quiet. Nobody really wanted to talk to one another. But you know what? As soon as you have a couple of tastes of some different beers, everybody loosens up and kind of find out what the deal is with everyone, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great time. Darren? Darren, are you enjoying yourself? Awesome time. These guys are great. Isaac is unbelievable. Driver's pretty good, too, man. Yeah. He is good because he's sober, and that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, Darren, even with his one eye, is able to see everything that's going on, which is fantastic. We love Darren. I'm all mixed up on my beers. He is. He's a little mixed up on his beers, but we're having a good time. So uh, we're heading over to Interboro now, and we'll uh, get back to you with uh, the beers that we're going to try in Interboro in just a couple of minutes. So we're back here on the Beer Cast on AM970 The Answer. And we are here at Interborough. And what's interesting about Interborough is not only are they a brewery, they also make spirits as well. So it's interesting uh, the different things that they do here. It's a very, very tight space, not like Five Boroughs Brewing at all. Um, Five Boroughs, nice, new, modern, very big space. Uh, But here at Innerborough, it's a lot smaller. Um, They don't have a lot of space to work with. Uh, As I'm moving through the brewery a little bit, they have um, barrels set up uh, for beers that they are aging. I don't know if it's for sours, um, maybe some stouts. But they have uh, the distillery in the copper that you see, and I have a picture of it that I'll uh, post on our Facebook page. It's interesting how they do things, and they work the distillery uh, much like uh, a brewery. They kind of have a catwalk going over to the distillery, which you don't normally see uh, in distilleries. And again, it's a very, very small space here uh, that they have to work with. So it is interesting uh, how they do things here. But the the unique thing about Interboro as well, not only uh, do they have... Um, a distillery, so they're serving spirits, they're serving beer, but they also serve food as well, and you don't see that at too many breweries here. Obviously, the last place that we went to at Circa Brewing uh, is a brew pub, so it's a restaurant where they, um, you know, where they make beer inside as well, but it's interesting how um, uh, Innerborough is set up. Again, a very, very small space. Delicious beer, though. We started off with the Summertime Rolls, which is a hoppy lager at 5.5%. Um, and then we had, uh, let's see, what do we have here? We have what we're drinking right now is the Mad Fat Fluid, which is their IPA at 7%. This is a really, really tasty IPA. And uh, I may end up picking up a six pack of something here, uh, to take home, uh, for, uh, for consumption over the weekend. We've got some I got a concert to go to and some other things that are going on but I love the fact that they have uh, cocktails here you can get yourself uh, a new jack Apple brandy they have a lot of different gins If you're into gin uh, they have an what is this here negative space which they're calling it an unaged whiskey so they're doing whiskey they're doing gin they're doing brandy. Lots of different things here uh, that you can get in at Interboro uh, here in uh, Brooklyn. And some really tasty food as well. Uh, at our last stop that we were at, as I mentioned, Circa Brewing, uh, what a great brew pub. The pizza there was outstanding. Uh, great salad. They had a lot of other different things. I'll tell you, City Brew Tours does a fantastic job uh, on the tour. Isaac was great. Um, giving us all the information that we needed about all the different breweries, uh, and not only the breweries, but you know, a history of beer as well, which is really cool. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and um, looking forward to, uh, to taking maybe another City Brew Tour again. Definitely want to check this out uh, at citybrewtours.com. And if you want, citybrewtours.com. I think it's uh, backslash NYC, but we'll check that, and we'll get it back to you. Uh, so we're going to wrap up this segment here on the Avi to Low Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, this is kind of our uh, our little suds and duds segment here. So uh, uh, really interesting, a lot of fun, and I uh, have to admit, City Brew Tours, uh, fantastic job. Uh, again, uh, Chad, thanks so much for the interview a couple of weeks ago, and thanks so much for the invite uh, to come on this tour. And Isaac as well, you did a great job. Uh, giving us the tour, myself and Darren, we had a blast. So we're going to finish up with one more beer that we get to pick, and then uh, we will be taking uh, the tour bus uh, back to our uh, the subway and the vehicles and uh, head on home. Just remember, if you book your tour at citybrewtours.com NYC before June 30th and use the promo code GATULO, you're going to get 10% off your tour. When we come back after a short break, Mike and Blake from the Almentry, out of Hackensack, New Jersey, will join me. That happens next on the Algotulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
0: News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer.
4: It's partly cloudy, 81 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Three New York women are suing Harvey Weinstein, alleging he had help covering of past instances of sexual misconduct. Brian Shook has more. Melissa Thompson says during a pitch meeting with the Hollywood producer at a Manhattan hotel in 2011, Weinstein held her down and raped her. The other two plaintiffs made new sexual assault allegations as well, and all three women seek class action status in order to represent other alleged victims. Unspecified damages are being sought. An attorney for Weinstein who denies he sexually assaulted anyone did not issue a comment in response. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. With the federal government in New York City negotiating a settlement over the Public Housing Authority, a state-level monitor may not be necessary. During an interview with New York One, Governor Cuomo said he'll delay the appointment of a state monitor for a week. Cuomo declared a state of emergency at NYCHA in April, earmarking $550 million in state funding for repairs to improve conditions. He has stipulated that an outside official oversee those repairs. In sports, the Cubs and Mets are scoreless in the second inning at City Field. Meanwhile, the Yankees taking on the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore. That game is now in the sixth inning, and the Yankees with a 6-3 to lead. In Major League Soccer at Yankee Stadium, NYCFC and Orlando City scoreless. And the Red Bulls are taking on New England, and right now that game is in the first half. The Red Bulls with a 1-0 lead. Time to check the traffic on the George Washington Bridge into the city. A delay of about 5 to 10 minutes on the upper level. It's a 30-minute delay outbound at the Lincoln and 15 to 20 outbound to the Holland Tunnel. You now know how not to go. Weather tonight, cloudy, any showers tapering off. Low 65 degrees. Sunday, partly to mostly cloudy. Breezy and cooler, a high of 70. Monday periods of rain, breezy near 65. Dave Banning, AM 970, The
5: Answer. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Did you know that you spend a third of your life in your sheets? Those sheets better be good. You got to go to brooklinen.com. They're the best, most comfortable sheets. Plus, there's no big markup. Brooklinen was founded in 2014 by husband and wife team Vicky & Rich right in Brooklyn, New York. They provide the most beautiful, comfortable home essentials, but without the crazy markups and fees. This is luxury, bedding, underpriced. You've got to try these sheets today. The Brooklinen sheets are the most comfortable sheets that you will sleep on. Brooklynin.com has an exclusive offer. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code PISCOPO at Brooklynin.com. They offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code Piscopo at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code Piscopo. Brooklinen. The best sheets ever.
1: Folks, have I got a steakhouse for you. It's one of my favorite places to go to in Hoboken, New Jersey, Dino and Harry's Steakhouse. If you've never been to Dino and Harry's, I suggest you get there as soon as you can and find out why it's been rated the number one steakhouse in all of New Jersey. Now, obviously, the food is fantastic. From mouth-watering steaks and seafood to chicken dishes, fresh vegetables, unbelievable appetizers the bacon there. You have to get the bacon. It's amazing. The list goes on and on. Everything is prepared to your liking and not only is the food fantastic but the decor is like going back in time to a turn of the century saloon. Vaulted ceilings, tile floors, enormous windows and a hand carved cherry wood bar. Best part about the bar? Yeah, they got craft beer on tap there. Don't you worry. But they have a great selection of other drinks as well. Their mojitos are unbelievable. They even film scenes from on the waterfront and City Hall in this legendary restaurant. Go online to dinoandharrys.com, check out the menu and make reservations. You never know what's. Celebrity or sports star might be dining next to you. Call 201-659-6202. That's 201-659-6202. Dino and Harry's 163 14th Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Make reservations today. Tell them Al Gatulo sent you.
0: Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM nine seventy theanswer.com.
1: Hard to believe that it is a year ago, just a couple of days ago, that we lost Tom Petty uh, of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Just a shame. What a great artist. Welcome back to the Al Tulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, the answer. Follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L L O. Facebook.com slash A G Craft Email at Albert Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to the Craft Beer Casts on those two platforms at your leisure. Now, My guests on the cast, and it's plural for a reason, they're the owners and operators of a, a really cool microbrewery in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, it's been open just about two years now the name of the brewery is the almentry almentry.com is the website for more information you can go on their facebook page as well they're on the twitter uh, all that other good social media stuff but uh let me welcome in blake crawford and mike roosevelt to the craft beer cast on am 970 the answer guys how are you hey
3: al how are you doing today
1: good good so uh blake um since we last spoke how has hackensack and jersey in general uh reacted to the brewery
3: Sack has adopted us in sort of the most humbling way possible. Our, our local community could not be more incredible. Um, you know, being fans of the brewery, avid supporters of the brewery, we just opened a new uh, outdoor space this year so we can expand, um, get some, uh, some, some outdoor service in. Uh, so that's been really great, and then New Jersey as a whole just keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah, it's you know, it's like the, we we always talk about how many breweries there are in New Jersey, yep. but the the thirst for New Jersey beer seems to be somewhat bottomless at this point.
1: And, and the good and that's the good news. I mean, the good news is every time we talk, we seem that there is you know five or ten more breweries that are either opening in the process of opening. So uh, you know that's a good thing. And you know and and obviously like anything else, I mean, you know, you guys are competing obviously. Uh, with uh, the crowd from New York, with Pennsylvania. And the the more that we see of these breweries, the better. Um, you know, there's plenty of good beer out there. And there's some bad beer, I mean, let's be honest. But there is, there is a lot of good beer that's out there. But I, I've talked to so many brewers over the last two years, and the one thing they all tell me is that consistency is key when making beer. Being able to grow your own yeast and have your own lab in your facility does help out a lot, right?
3: Oh, it absolutely does. You know, it's one of our flagship products, Uh, of course, is the Hackensack Lager, which is a a lightweight kind of Munich Helles lager, five and a half percent um, sort of, you know, beer flavored beer, if you will. Um, You know, making a beer like that as a flagship, it just highlights the importance of of what you just mentioned. I mean, there's basically no room to hide behind any flaw in that beer. Mm. So having the facilities that we have, um, you know, our own lab, our own uh, yeast maintenance program, our own quality control uh, certainly helps us uh, to make a beer like that, which is a very testy beer to make um, with uh, incredible consistency.
1: And, and especially for a young brewer that's just starting out, uh, Blake. I mean, if you you screw up the yeast, that's that's <laughs> screwing up pretty much the the, the whole process, right?
3: Yeah, it, it it really is. You know, Michael's famous for saying that you know happy yeast makes happy beer, and he's he's exactly the it's, He's exactly right in that. It's like um you know you can tell when you have unhappy yeast and when you have unhappy yeast they just they do not perform um the way they need to perform in the brew house right. you know because in a small brewery like ours the you, you know if you if you uh, agree the mission is to make a lot of beer that means we have to get a lot of beer in and out of the plant very quickly mm-hmm. so uh, having happy yeast certainly makes that possible.
1: Talking with Blake Crawford, uh one of the owners of the Almentary Brewery located in Hackensack, New Jersey, on the Algotulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer Almentry dot com is the website for more information. Mike is supposed to be joining us, but he's out walking the dog right now. The dog's got you know got to take he care just, of. Uh,
3: he just walked in actually. Oh, good.
1: We got to we, we got to get him on the line. Mike, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Excellent, excellent. So uh uh, my my next question for you guys another great thing that's about your brewery is that the tap list is so diversified uh you guys make an english mile that is just that is fantastic and a great entry point for people even though people go oh it's a dark beer it is very very tasty you guys really do enjoy catering to all styles don't you
6: yeah absolutely you know we always say that there's a wide variety of customers out there with a wide variety of palates and, and preferences and we don't want to limit ourselves to just part of the market, so we're going to try to make a little bit of something for everybody.
1: Now, moving forward, what is the biggest challenge that's facing you guys at the brewery?
6: I think right
3: now it is uh, production capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm going to I'm going to let you in on a little scoop that nobody outside this building has ever heard yet. But mm-hmm. we are. Uh, uh, in process of looking at a production expansion um, into another uh, facility. We're going to keep the tap room and the, and the, the brewery in Hackensack where it is right now, um, but we are looking at the expanding into a second facility for just for production. Awesome. Uh, right now we're, we're pushing our, our beer plant as fast as we can possibly get it and we're selling beer as fast as we can possibly make it so we right now we just need more beer
1: yeah and and obviously the limit obviously the the size of your facility the limitations then and listen that's a good thing you're selling a lot of beer and it's ta- you know maybe it's time to uh, to bump that out a little bit so that you can meet uh, those accommodations obviously the canning the mobile canning thing seems to be the big thing that everybody's doing now, and obviously that helps in in production for you guys because you don't just have to sell uh, at the brewery itself. You can get your cans out there uh, at various stores, right?
3: Yeah, and, and we don't actually do mobile canning, right? We're, at this brewery, everything we do, we do ourselves, so we wow. actually have our own canning line. Uh, we run that ourselves, which means that we don't have to pay a mobile canner, which is great.
1: Right, saves yeah. you money on the back end, absolutely.
3: Built in. And it also gives us a little bit more flexibility where we can choose to just can a short run of something if we wanted to, or mm. if we just want to do a little market test. Um, you know, when you're working with mobile canners, they have kind of minimum volumes that they set, right. and they uh, show up. Or sort of less than those minimum volumes. Um, so having our own canning line is a, is a tremendous luxury in that
1: regard. Well, that's pretty awesome. And the fact that you guys are going to be looking into building a, a facility just to do more production, that is awesome. We're talking with Blake Crawford and Mike Roosevelt, owners of Almentry Brewery, a brewery located in Hackensack, New Jersey. com is the website for more information here on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, one of the things that, that does bother me, though, in the state of New Jersey, guys, and I, I don't know how you feel about this, but suddenly many counties in the state, They're preventing food deliveries from coming uh, to the breweries because obviously you guys can't sell food. uh, Allowing pets in breweries, etc. What do you What do you guys think? Why is this happening? And is it happening at your brewery?
6: So there's a couple of things uh, in there to unpack. I'm going to start with the food issue. Um, You know, there's a there's a long history. You know, over the last couple of years of uh, breweries trying to. You know, we try to we try to do as much as we can to get around the the letter of not selling food, but still providing a safe environment for our customers. Who, you know, let's face it, if you're giving someone beer, it's wise to also make sure that they have the option of having something to eat. Right. Uh, uh, I think that the the current movement towards restricting deliveries is not about preventing people from having food. It's really more of an issue of keeping the environment of the tasting room away from the perception of a bar or brew pub uh and and the the specifics of that are are to eliminate the delivery drivers from actually coming inside you can still have food delivered you just you're just going to need to meet somebody outside to pick it up uh or or bring it with you on your way in which is which is a state regulation. Okay. Now let's contrast that with the dog issue, which is more of a local county or township issue. Mm-hmm. There is a state health department, state health law that says that dogs are not animals are not allowed in uh, retail food establishments. Many local municipalities and county health departments have interpreted that to include breweries. Even though we are not allowed to sell food, uh, we are uh, fortunate here in Hackensack. Our local health department has uh, has. Told us that as long as the dogs aren't in the production space, because uh, if you're familiar with our our space here, we've got a glass wall separating production uh, facilities from the tasting room. Okay. So pets in the tasting room aren't don't actually have access to the production facility, and that's where our health department has sort of drawn the line. It's just making sure that the animals aren't around where the beer is produced. Okay,
1: uh, that's fair enough. I, I the, you know, the food thing. Uh, it's just to to me the w I guess the reason why it bugs me is you have employees that work for you and you know, a lot of a lot of smaller microbreweries don't have, you know, five, six people working behind the taps. It's usually one or two people. They have to eat too at some point if they're working five, six hours to go outside to meet the delivery person while people are in the bar. You know, you get what I'm saying
6: from behind the bar and go get your and go get your sandwich.
1: Right, exactly. So I mean that's the thing that kind of bothers me. My my opinion, I think honestly, I think this is the restaurant and this again, this is just me talking, but this is where I think that's the restaurant owner is trying to put pressure on you guys because they pay such a big amount of money for their liquor license that they feel like you're trying to, you know, wean in on 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 their territory, which is a to me is a bunch of nonsense.
3: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, Al, when you say that, because liquor licenses, you know, there is a major problem with liquor licenses in New Jersey and that there just aren't any new ones coming up. Right. And so if you want a liquor license, you got to buy one from another person, and that mm-hmm. person is going to charge you a lot of money for it. Now, the, the people who, who uh, talk about how much money the liquor license costs always seem to assume that opening a brewery is free. Um, you it's know, not. so it's like for for as much money as somebody will typically spend for a liquor license in North Jersey, I've got equal or more of that. You know, equal or more money in brewing equipment to make the beer. So, you know, we're not terribly sympathetic to the cost of the uh, of the liquor license issue, but right. I think it is a, a, a topic that the state legislature is going to have to address sooner or later, or they're just going to continue to stifle. Uh, manufacturing businesses like wineries, breweries, and distilleries in the state.
1: I, I, told, I, Blake, I'm right on board with you on that one. Finally, last question, got 30 seconds. Uh, what's the latest, uh, the, the next great beer that's going to be coming out from the elementary in the near future?
6: Uh, so, uh, next week, we are launching a collaboration beer with Forgotten Boardwalk down in Cherry Hill. Uh, it is called Everyone and Anyone up by us, and their version is called Anyone and Everyone. It is a uh, collaboration brewed with a purpose. So this is our um, beer brewed specifically for Gay Pride Month, which is June. A uh, portion of the proceeds will be going to the education fund for Garden State Equality, and we're super excited to be brewing this with uh, with Seth and Jamie down at Forgotten Boardwalk.
1: Very. Cool. And what kind of beer is it? What style?
6: It is.
3: Uh, it's an ale um but it's an ale that's brewed it's fruited with fruit that are the colors of every color in the rainbow so it's oh, made nice and uh, key lime raspberry damson plum
1: That is that is some all right. That is some mix. I'm going to have to definitely try that. My guests have been Blake Crawford and Mike Roosevelt, owners of Almentry Brewery. They're located in Hackensack, New Jersey. Almentry.com, the website for more information. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it. Have a good night. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer.
2: I'm Beth
4: Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our
2: experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718 238 6500. 718 238 6500 or ConnorsandSullivan.com. AM 97. The answer.
1: Final segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash A G Craft Via email at Albert G at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A G Craft Beercast. You can download and listen to every show. Subscribe. Give me some comments. Tell me what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. I uh, would love to hear uh, your comments and opinions on the program. Always looking to change things up if we have to. Uh, we've got some good stuff coming down the pike uh, in the next couple of weeks. Actually going to a vodka tasting next week. Uh, local product uh, in Kenilworth. So that should be interesting. Uh, looking forward to that. Hey, some quick news uh, before we get to uh, Suds and Duds. You know one of my favorite breweries is Coronado Brewing. And uh, we love to report on news of what's going on. So apparently last year Coronado Brewing had acquired a majority stake in Monkey Paw Brewing. But now... Earlier this week, uh, due to some craziness amid a breach of contract lawsuit, Coronado has now decided to put Monkey Paw Brewing up for sale. Uh, the decision to sell the interest in the business comes uh, 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 just a little over a month after Monkey Paw founder Scott Blair um, filed a lawsuit against Monkey Paw for breach of contract, apparently, in the suit uh, filed in the uh, California Superior Court of San Diego County. Uh, and was obtained by the great website BrewBound and Chris Fernari reporting, uh, alleged that Monkey Paw owes him $33,534 plus interest as part of, of an unsecured promissory note that was dated September 1st of last year. And according to the lawsuit, Blair has not received any payments. They were to be made in monthly disbursements of just a little over $1,000 beginning on October 1st, 2017. Interesting stuff. Now, apparently... The um, the chief oper- the CEO, Brandon Richards, uh, told Chris, um, uh, apparently the decision to put Monkey Paw on the market did not stem from that pending litigation, but rather was aimed at refocusing attention on growing the core Coronado business. And in the quote, he says, the effort that it was taking to put into the brand was really becoming a distraction for Coronado Brewing. We're talking about a 40,000-barrel brewery and a 600-barrel brewery, and we have to make sure we're watching out for our main business. Uh, Coronado had a press release that went out, said it cited a rapidly inv- evolving craft beer landscape as a key driver of, of the decision to put Monkey Paws brand and assets up for sale. And Richard said it was been it's been difficult to bring the brand to life, uh, adding that Coronado's distribution business down about four uh, percent for the year to date amid competition from more than a hundred and fifty local brewers. And the other co- quote that he said here: "It is just not something we want to resource financially." Uh, at this point so it's interesting that coronado is uh, also exploring chris uh, says in his article here whether to sell monkey paws brand and equipment assets together or separate uh, richards is saying there might be a need for the pub by someone else but not necessarily the brand so uh, we will see what happens they've only uh, you know they only acquired it for about nine months before putting it up for sale um the uh, and again coronado is having some some issues here uh the pub and tasting room business is up slightly according to richards uh, the on- and off-premise sales are down 3% in San Diego. Uh, and again, I, you know, they don't want to be putting, you know, money into something in a business that might not be doing well. And so they're going to try and diversify themselves uh, of Monkey Paw Brewing. Look, Coronado makes great beer. I, and, and locally in the San Diego area, yeah, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of great beer in San Diego. Coronado's been around for over 20 years. Uh, they are doing some really good things. And, um, you know, they're releasing some great stuff. Their 22nd anniversary celebration is coming up in July. Uh, there is, you know, some some really interesting things going on. But this is a, a, a brewery in Coronado Brewing where we, this is what we're seeing with these mid-level sized breweries. These guys have to watch themselves. They've got to watch that they're not overextended too far. They're not in, you know, so many places where they're not making profit. And I could, see, I could very easily see Coronado pulling back slightly. And focusing on their local efforts, uh, getting business up in their local area and taking care of their house first before moving on to anywhere else. Uh, you know, for for a brewery that is is fairly big, they're only available in 14 states and 12 countries. So, you know, you have to watch out. That's why I, I would love to see uh, more Coronado beer in New Jersey, fresher beer. I see a lot of Coronado beer on the shelves that's been sitting for over a year, year and a half. So... To me, I would rather see fresher stuff out there, but I get why Coronado is doing what they're doing because, look, they have to worry about the long term of their business plan. So a smart move to uh, unload monkey paw. Uh, I had one of their offerings when I was there at the tasting room in December. It's okay. Nothing nothing special. I know they make some good stuff, but apparently Coronado could not figure out a way uh, to promote that brand. So there you go. So let's get into suds and duds real quick here uh, before we uh, wrap up the show. Uh, my neighbor Greg had uh, brought me this from Connecticut, Headway IPA by Counterweight Brewing Company. This was really good, a nice, uh, uh, nothing super memorable about this beer. Uh, nice piney IPA, good bite, uh, but, uh, you know, as as he said, my neighbor, we were finishing mowing our lawns and decided to exchange beers uh, while, uh, you know, out in the hot sun. And he said, he said, nice easy drinking beer but nothing memorable that would make you want to go back again and again and i agree with him on this i I think this is a decent ipa it's something good for you know maybe one or two cans i don't know if i would go back to the well on this one uh time and time again so maybe if i had to pick one that was going to be the dud for this week uh that would that would be the dud although again like i said it wasn't it wasn't a bad beer just maybe not something that kind of you know made me say oh i gotta have this again i gotta try this again and again or Grab a four pack or a six pack of it. Uh, was over at the um, PNC Bank Arts Center uh, last weekend uh, with ZZ Top and John Fogarty. What a great show that was. I'll tell you, John Fogarty can still bring it. ZZ Top still has the chops. Uh, they were fantastic. Both bands were really, really good. Uh, Love going with PNC uh, for a concert. It's just a, it's a, the acoustics of the venue are not that great. I'll be fair. You're better off with a lawn seat when you're watching a show at the PNC because the um, the, the the way the sound reflects in the arena uh, or is augmented by the speakers is not good. There's a lot of uh, you know concrete and all kinds of other nonsense that kind of deadens the sound uh, inside the building itself. But when you get outside of the building and you're sitting on the lawn, you definitely get a much better experience uh, from an audio perspective. But both bands were great. Loved it. Uh, had a great time. So. Uh, kicked it off with uh, a 17-mile IPA by Cypress. Uh, excellent IPA. Great bite. love the bitterness. Uh, had a dry finish on it. The guys from Cypress down in Ed- Edison, uh, you know, Charlie Backman, they are doing a fantastic job. Actually, we've got to get Charlie back on the show again. He is really doing some good stuff, and I've got to get down to that tasting room. That tasting room is 10 minutes from my house, and I say I'm going there, and I never get a chance to get there. So uh, definitely want to check that out. Uh, one of the beers that I actually had on my... Tour with City Brew Tours, I ended up buying a six-pack of it. Uh, the Summer Rail by Five Boroughs Brewing. Boy, I'll tell you, this, if you're talking about a beer to tailgate with, this is the perfect beer to tailgate with. Crisp, refreshing, uh, goes down great. Um, it's a great entry starter beer for anybody who wants to get into craft beer. Uh, gave it to a buddy of mine while we were tailgating, and he enjoyed it a lot. Um, and he's a guy who drinks, you know, Bud Light and Mick Ultra. So uh, believe me, if I can get his palate going... Uh, drinking craft beer, uh, but believe me, it's certainly a good beer for you to try. So Five Burrows Summer Ale and Five Burrows, I, I mentioned it in the um, in the previous segment uh, during the show, that is a great place to go to. Right off the BQE, they've got a really nice tap room, uh, it is expansive, it's pet friendly, uh, they make some really good beers over there. Not much to do around in that area because it, it isn't an industrial area, uh, but definitely uh, a place you want to check out: Five Boroughs Brewing, and they've only—they haven't, they haven't even been open a year yet, and they are killing it with their beers. I had their blueberry apricot goza at uh, the Five Borough uh, Craft Beer Fest a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic! They are spot on. Uh, and then a four-pack of beer that I picked up at Interborough, another stop on the uh, City Brew Tours uh, tour. Uh, Ill Plusmatic. that was just brewed that day when we got—you know—when we got there that night. So you can't get a beer that's any fresher than that. They brew it that morning, they can it, and you're drinking it uh, just a couple of days later. A fantastic double IPA. Slightly juicy, nice bite, clean finish, delicious. Interboro is just killing it. And the cool thing about Interboro, if you're not a beer drinker, they have spirits. They make gins, they make uh, uh, bourbon, they make—I'm not sure if they make vodka. But, boy, I'll tell you, they have a nice, expansive selection of beers and spirits— and they have food there, which you don't find at too many places uh, that has it all in one. It's a tight space. It gets crowded. Uh, but definitely something to check out. Interboro, Ill Uh Just had a great time on the city brew tours, as I said. Uh, and, and the other cool thing about uh, the brew tour, you're buying stuff on the tour, right? You're buying a six-pack here, or a growler here. You need to take it home? No problem. They got a cooler on the back of the van. They'll drop it right in there for you. They'll keep it cold so the beer is fresh. Uh, When you get home, Uh, my good friend, uh, Kelly, uh, a woman that I worked with uh, at a a syndicating company back in the early nine in the late nineties, excuse me. She sent me a beer a couple months ago from El Segundo Brewing, uh, a Grand Cru number one blend. Boy, I'll tell you, finally got around to cracking this one open boozy aroma, smooth, warm going down. It was fantastic. My wife and I enjoyed this bottle immensely. El Segundo, a microbrewery out in uh, California in El Segundo, California. I have got to get to this brewery at some point. They make really, really good beer. Kelly, thank you for the beer. It was fantastic. And then finally, an elementary, a modular Denali and Eldorado hops uh, from the boys at elementary. Uh, it was, you know, show prep. Needed to, uh, you know, do some show prep for the interview uh, at my favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table in uh, Clark, New Jersey, right off the Garden State Parkway, Exit 135. Uh, great brew. Hoppy, piney, nice flavor. A little caramel there, too, I think, on the back end. That was... Uh, that was a nice IPA, not the the, the sort of juice bombs that everybody's into right now, uh, but definitely a solid IPA uh, from the boys at Elementary. So uh, good stuff from them. But folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Mike, and Blake from the Elementary. Chad Brodsky from City Brew Tours, thank you for the tour. It was fantastic, Chad. You definitely want to check it out. Use the promo code GATULO before the end of this month, and you'll get 10% off your tour at citybrewtours.com slash NYC. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscobo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Cheers,
0: everybody